0: Hello, how are you? Welcome to the Kate Languages Summer 2023 replay series. This summer, between seasons four and five, I'm re releasing some of my favourite ever podcast episodes that I think are well worth a re listen. From my top tips for saving time to classroom management, the new GCSE, and teacher wellbeing and burnout via some of the best conversations I've had over the past few years with some absolutely incredible educators. I hope you enjoy listening to these episodes again and get lots of great ideas and inspiration from them. In this episode I talked about my own burnout and what led me to burning out and how I recovered Just listening back to it now, a little while later, so this episode came out way back in April 2021 and there's even a bit of a mention of the pandemic in there which just feels, gosh I don't know, it just feels like it was a long time ago but... I guess a lot of it is still quite raw for a lot of us isn't it but yeah just listening to it a couple of years later is quite interesting for me to think about how much I've changed and how much my life has changed since then and even then it was three or four years on from my burnout as well so I guess my takeaway now in 2023 is time they say time is a great healer and I do think it is and I think with time you can recover and you you know you you get over things and I think it always stays with you it's something that never quite leaves you and I still feel like I'm not going to go back into the classroom that I've closed that chapter on my life and I really love what I'm doing now so I'm very lucky Um, and I do talk about this in the episode as well just like how I've got to this point point and how happy I am that I've got to this point, but I kind of wish I hadn't had to go through all the things I went through to get to this point. A couple of other things that struck me as I re-listened to it for the replay series is, so I did did record it in 2021 when I had a small baby. I mean, he was one at the time. But thinking now, having a three-year-old, I think some of the tips that I give some of the advice that I give on how to recover from burnout, I do wonder how much I could do that now with a three-year-old. He does go to nursery, so I think if I got to a point where I really had to really focus on my own well-being and my mental health a lot again, I would be able to do it at the time he goes to nursery. But sometimes I just think like, I thought my life was busy when I was a full-time teacher, when I wasn't a mother as well um and I guess you know things there are some of the tips that I talk about like breath work and gratitude practices setting boundaries actually I think the boundaries thing is even more important now that I have a young child than it was when I was suffering from burnout before I had him. So yeah, it's just really interesting looking at things from a different perspective and thinking about it from a different perspective. It's also quite a an emotional episode for me to listen to again. I was definitely nervous about recording it at the time and now I'm almost feeling a little bit nervous about re-releasing it for people to listen to again because it is really candid But I do think it's a really, really important episode for people to listen to. I know from social media that so many people are in the same situation. I think it's got even worse than it was two years ago when this episode first came out and much worse than it was six, seven years ago when I was suffering from burnout. Teaching has become a really difficult profession And I just really, really hope that it is going to improve in the coming years. And until then, until... I don't want to get too political, but until teachers are paid properly, until there are proper plans in place to retain, not just recruit, but retain amazing teachers, until workload becomes more manageable... I'm afraid it feels like it's up to individual teachers to keep on top of their own mental health and their own well-being. So if this episode helps anybody to keep on top of their own mental health and well-being avoiding burnout then yeah then it's it's done its job and I hope it will be really helpful for people. Another thing I need to say about this episode, it's quite interesting listening back again how much my business has changed in that I no longer sell planners. I did sell them for a few years and I decided, I made a decision that I was going to sell them all off and not actually reorder any and yeah so they're not on my website anymore I'm afraid, not available to buy anymore and also I don't run the staff room anymore. It was a An interesting experiment, but to be perfectly frank with you, because I feel like this is a very candid episode, so I'm going to be really, really frank with you, it just wasn't worth my while. I met some really, really lovely people through the staff room, not going to lie, and I'm actually still in touch with them all, which is really lovely, like I feel like I made a few friends through the staff room, but... It just wasn't worth my while, like I had maybe five or six members, and at three pounds a month, and then the amount of work I was doing with trying to get uh, webinars set up and things like that, it just it just wasn't working. I thought that it was something that people would really want to do, but I don't know turned out it wasn't um anyway, but yeah, like I say, I'm still in touch with a few of the people from the staff room and they're really lovely people and they're still teaching so that's a good thing most of them <laughs> uh anyway so yeah i hope you enjoy this episode as always let me know what you think on social media i'm at kate languages on facebook and instagram or you can email kate at katelanguages.co.uk and let me know your thoughts okay enjoy hi hola salut guten tag This is the Kate Languages podcast. This is the second of my CPD uh, podcast episodes. So I've already done one, the first one, which was about using GCSE style activities at Key Stage 3. This one is gonna be quite different to that. It's something that, I'm not gonna lie, I'm feeling a little bit nervous about doing, but it's something that's so important to me i just wanted to record this episode um fairly early on in my in, in the podcast it's it's just something that um yeah so i want to talk about teacher wellbeing um and as i say it's, it's something that's that is really really important to me um very close to my heart and um something that i actually now spend a lot of my working life um working on really so um I'll talk a bit more about that in a bit um so yeah so bear with me hopefully (laughs) it will be useful and I want to give you some information like I'm going to talk about um why it's so important to me so what happened to me in my life a few years ago um and then talk about how I recovered and then just the tools I use even now regularly most days to help me um with kind of positive mental health and um and things like that so yeah so hopefully you'll be able to get some ideas and some tools and things like that um just to say as well I had a, a really lovely long chat with a wonderful teacher called Maya Rainey um on an Instagram live um sometime in March, I think it was, I've forgotten the date, sorry, um, but yeah, if you go to my Instagram, which is at Kate Languages, on my, highlight, on my, um, live reels, you'll see that, um, I had this chat with Maya, and I think we talked for about an hour and a half, actually, um, we're both really passionate about mental health and teacher wellbeing and things like that, so if you want even more, um, ideas and information and just to hear a really really good chat about it then I'd really recommend having a little watch of that Instagram live um, but otherwise yeah okay so teacher wellbeing. being <laughs> um, all right so the reason it's such an important topic for me and it's something like I say that actually takes up quite a lot of my um working life now is because a few years ago Um, I was a full-time class teacher and head of German, Um, and I ended up leaving the classroom. (laughs) That's that's the short story. The long story is that I suffered from, I think, what I would now call burnout, at the time I thought it was a bit of a breakdown, I don't know if there's a difference between a breakdown and burnout, not really sure. but yeah, let's call it burnout. So I, I suffered from basically, yeah, what what I would consider to be burnout. Um, there were a few things that led up to this particular situation. I think it's one of these things that built up over years and years and years. Um, and actually, when I, in my fourth year of teaching, I was also um really struggling and very stressed um I lived in London at the time and I quit my job and sold my flat and moved out of London um at that time um so yeah that was after four years of teaching I think and then um yeah did a master's degree and absolutely loved that and then um went back into teaching um and the second school that I was working at I was there for a few years and then um Yeah, there were a few different things um, that led to me basically just not being able to continue teaching in the classroom anymore. Um, One of the things was workload, and I know that this is a huge issue for a lot of teachers. Um, I mean, I'm based in England, but I don't think it is uh, only in England that people are struggling with. Workload, teacher workload. um, I think that I had unrealistic expectations of myself, of how many hours there were in the week and how many hours I could work. Um, Like many teachers, I worked most evenings. um, I worked at weekends. My free periods were just completely jam-packed with preparation, marking. Saying that, I think a lot of the time I spent my free periods dealing with other issues to do with, I don't know, my tutor group or other problems um, that arose and, you know, little fires that you have to put out here, there and everywhere. Um, So actually, probably if I could have spent my free periods actually planning lessons and marking, I think the workload would have been a lot better. Um, And I've got to say, I had um, five or six free periods a week. So you know, it should should have been enough to to be able to prepare and plan lessons. And I'm talking, you know, I mean, for an NQT, maybe not. But for somebody, I think I was about ten years into teaching by that point. You know, I I was perfectly capable of planning and preparing lessons in that time. Uh, but like I say, there's always something else going on, another little fires that needed be, needed to be put out. Um, so yeah, I would often find myself working in the, in the evenings and at weekends. And I don't think that's abnormal. I mean. I grew up with a with a teacher, my mum was a teacher, and I was aware that that was the kind of thing that you did um, you know teachers have always worked long hours. One thing my mum's always said actually that I find really interesting is that um when she was teaching, so she retired before I actually trained, she took early retirement um she had yeah so she would teach her lessons. She had a lot of work, she did a lot of preparation, a lot of marking, things like that. But there was a, a culture of trust. And I think something that changed um, throughout the time that I was teaching, and I do think this is something that, that really, really needs addressing, is that teachers don't feel trusted. The times when I felt the most stressed and I struggled the most were when I just felt like I was constantly looking over my shoulder. I felt like there was somebody always ready to pounce on me, to criticise me, um, to, you know, however well I was doing, however well the kids were doing. like you, There was always something, there was always somebody there or something that would just pick on something or you you know we we would have um book scrutinies and you think that you're doing a fantastic job and you're working really really hard and somebody's always going to pick something up and it just makes and, and I mean I'm, I won't go into details but some of the things are so ridiculous and so it's just so frustrating because it's because they're not saying things that are actually going to help the students learning a lot of it was right you need to write certain things in the books because Ofsted might come and they might look at these things and honestly that's the kind of thing that I just yeah I just don't agree with and I don't think that's how we should be um, conducting ourselves um, as teachers but anyway I think that's probably a completely different podcast episode talking about Ofsted so yeah, so I think that was a, that was a difference, and that and that was a difficulty of that uh, that feeling that people are sort of watching over you and ready to criticise you, and um, and sometimes I don't know if other people have have had this as well. Sometimes you feel like the better you are, the more they pile on you. So when you're doing really well, they just give you more work, and if you're not doing too well, then they're just constantly monitoring you and criticising and making you feel rubbish so it's like you can't win (laughs) you literally can't win one of the other things i think um led to burnout was difficult relationships with other colleagues and i'm gotta say right here right now it was not the children the children were brilliant and it's never the children in my experience when you want to leave a school or when you um you know when you can't do it anymore it's not it's not about the kids it's other Members of staff who can make your life really, really quite difficult. And again, I had that situation in London, and I had it in the last school that I worked at before I left, probably for good. I can't see myself going back. To be perfectly honest, Um, yes, and that can be really difficult. And I do think that if you if you want to feel good in a school, I think you need positive relationships. I think you need at least a few people who you feel are always on your side and who you get on really well with and who you actually want to go to school and see every day. Um, and when you are dreading interactions with your colleagues and when you're feeling like, again, that they're just jumping on you, criticising you and making you feel bad about yourself, um, whether it's professionally or even personally, Um it's just it's just impossible you you cannot work in that kind of situation anymore. So my advice to people on that would be if you're finding yourself in a situation where you're stuck with some really negative relationships um, I'd get out. I really really would I it's very very difficult to repair bad relationships um, but if you're in a school where you get on really well with your colleagues then cherish it because it is really really important okay so that yeah that's kind of what what led up to me experiencing burnout what it actually felt like for me at the time um was in a nutshell it was panic attacks and anxiety so i the first day i was off sick i woke up had a panic attack and physically could not get ready for school i just i just couldn't I couldn't breathe, I couldn't do anything, so I called in sick and took the day off. Um, I tried to go back again. I think that was just before weekend. I tried to go back again after the weekend. Um, that day, I managed to get dressed. I got in my car, I drove out of the village that I lived in at the time a few minutes, and started to have a panic attack. While driving, fortunately, it was a little country lane, and there were no other cars around. And I managed to just pull over, and um, again, just called in, called in sick, and um, ended up going to the doctor's that day. And um, was signed off sick for a couple of weeks, and then just kept extending my um, sick note, and ended up, yeah, just never, literally, never went back. Um, which I don't think I'd expected at the time. It was about a month or so before Christmas, and I couldn't have imagined that I wouldn't go back before Christmas and then after Christmas I thought I'd try you know I thought I might do it but um basically every time I contemplated going back and try to visualize what it would look like I had a panic attack and um that was basically my body's way of telling me that no that's not it's not a good idea you're not going back so that's what it felt like for me um when I so yes, I went to doctors and, and had a sick note and and then I um I was just so tired. I just remember sleeping an awful lot. I mean there were days where I would sleep till about eleven o'clock in the morning, I think, as as far as I can remember. I was just absolutely shattered. Um and and actually leading up to that, and it was even just oh my gosh, it was probably almost a year or so leading up to that, and again when I was at the school, and so I feel like I've kind of had it twice, and I've dealt with it in like kind of similar ways, And that I've quit and left both times, um, but the second time I'm pretty sure I'm not going to go back into classroom teaching. So yeah, both, both times in the lead-up to me realising that actually something needed to change and that something was going wrong, um, I felt very sick all the time, and um, had stomach pains, and yeah, just felt actually physically quite ill, And there was nothing, you know, I went to the doctors and tried to, I thought maybe there was something wrong actually with my stomach, but no, it turns out it was just stress and um, yeah, no no one could ever find anything wrong, so I think that's probably what it was. So yeah, so that's what it it felt like for me. Um, And again, I'm kind of talking about this because if you recognize these things in yourself, Um, stomach pains or feeling sick or I mean okay this might sound a bit weird but there were times when I would think like oh if I break my arm I probably won't be able to work but I mean it's not the most painful thing that you could do and I'm sorry if you're ever starting to have feelings and thoughts like that you need to really think about (laughs) what's going on and um, yeah probably remove yourself from that situation or change your situation i mean you don't always have to leave um it's not always the the correct um actions for everybody um but yeah there are certain little sort of triggers that might make you think mm, yeah maybe maybe i'm not in the best situation here maybe i you know i need to think about changing something um tiredness um is a difficult one because I think you're pretty much always tired as a teacher it's a really really tiring profession um I remember when I was doing my pgc I was just absolutely exhausted all the time and then my sister trained about a couple of years after I did and um yeah and I was so tired when I was doing my pgc and she was like I think there's something wrong with you Kate I don't think you're very well I think maybe you should go to the doctors and stuff anyway then when she was doing her pgc I distinctly remember her phoning me and she was like so sorry i made you think that you were ill i am so tired i'm more tired than i've ever been in my life and it's just that's just what it is isn't it when you're doing your pgc it is just exhausting so that was quite funny um yeah i <laughs> think nothing wrong with me i was just training to be a teacher uh, so yeah it's, it's quite hard but it's a different kind of exhausted like i said like once i was signed off sick i was just sleeping i was sleeping <laughs> Like I could say, to like eleven o'clock in the morning, which is um, probably not very healthy, but it was good for me because I, I clearly needed it. And of course, if you're suffering from something like panic attacks, then that is a very, very, very clear sign that something is seriously wrong and needs to change. Um, so I'd highly recommend, uh, yeah, trying to trying to get some help if you get to that point what I do today and what I'm going to talk about in a bit is trying to work with people and help them not to get to that point because I genuinely wouldn't wish it on anybody it was uh, quite quite frightening to be perfectly honest. So the way that I recovered like I say I slept a lot um I listened to my body and did what I needed to do um interestingly I tried to do exercise I used to always love running and I tried to go running and I found it gave me anxiety attacks again because when well, my heart rate went up. Um, it made me think that I was panicking, um, and I really struggled with that. But I walked, um, I went for nice walks, I went swimming, um, I just did things that were calming and gentle, and things that I loved doing, things that made me feel good, and spent time with friends and family. I was quite lucky, I had a cup of basically two of my best friends were on maternity leave at the time. Um maternity leave or not working um yeah so I was (laughs) I was able to go and meet them for coffee and cake and walks and things like that and uh, that was was absolutely fantastic that was basically a lifesaver um I'm aware that I'm recording this episode in April 2021 when we are just hopefully emerging from a global pandemic so it's harder at the moment than it has been but you can still meet people for walks and you can still Sort of you know see one or two people and even chatting to people on facetime or zoom or whatever um, does really really help i think so yeah that's one thing i did um gentle exercise and spending time with important people family and friends i also learnt about uh, meditation and breathing and um I can't say I do this religiously, but I do it whenever I can and whenever I remember to. I try to meditate. I have the Calm app that I find absolutely brilliant. I know there are are other ones like Headspace and things like that. And um, yeah, I try to meditate, I mean, once or twice a week. I would say I'm doing pretty well if I can do once or twice a week. Um, but even just breathing exercises so bringing your awareness to the present moment and to your breath and focusing on your breath making so taking a deep breath but then making sure that your out breath is longer than your in breath because that sends a signal to your brain that you are calm and that you're okay and, and you know that everything's fine it's quite a clever little hack that actually um yeah there are lots of different breathing activities breathing exercises um that i do and actually you don't have to sit with your legs crossed and you you know your hands on your knees and with your eyes closed and do a meditation like that the thing i find with breathe breathing exercises and i've been um recommended a few of these by various counselors i've had over the past few years you can do them any you know any time so I don't know if you're waiting for the kettle to boil and you think right I'm just gonna actually just do five deep breaths um or while I'm walking I quite often try and focus on my breath and think about that Um, so yeah it doesn't have to be you know the sort of stereotypical meditation pose actually um so that's been really really good I find that really calming and grounding um, and it's a good mindfulness practice that brings you to the present moment so you're not dwelling on the past and you're not worrying about the future, which I, I find really, really helpful and useful. Another thing that I have done in my recovery is um, starting a gratitude practice and focusing on positive things. Um, I am not alone in this, but I am quite good at focusing on the negatives and like complaining about bad things um which i do actually strongly believe does have a very very important role to play in our lives i think you need to acknowledge the full range of human emotions i um have become aware recently of of of, um a concept of positive no what's it called toxic positivity that's it toxic positivity which is where people you know people advocate things like gratitude practices and positivity practices and things like that but ignoring or almost sort of you know pushing away any negative feelings and negative thoughts and emotions that you have and i don't personally think that that's healthy i think you need to sit with negative emotions you need to acknowledge them you need to be aware of them but you need to understand that they are emotions? They are feelings, and they are thoughts, and that they don't actually define you and your. Um, they shouldn't really define your actions and, and things like that. You know, it, it, it is just a thought and a and a feeling, um, and it, it's it's quite diff- it's really really difficult to differentiate sometimes between what you are feeling and what is objective reality. Um, it is really really difficult. And it, but it's really worth doing the work within yourself to, to try to understand that. So when I get angry now, for example, I try to think about. I acknowledge my anger, and I, and I, you know, I can say to myself, "I'm feeling angry," and then I try to understand that my anger is a feeling, and it is a thought that is happening in my head, and it's not an objective reality that tells me anything really about the world. I mean, I might be angry about the state of the world, um, but again, it's my response and it's my reaction and it's my feelings. Um, I hope that makes some sense and I hope that can help you to start to understand what what I'm trying to talk about here. But, so saying that, I think you, you do need to acknowledge and experience and live with a full range of human emotions. But what I have found really, really, really helpful in my recovery is the, a, a gratitude practice in particular. So I actually only do this once a week. Some people do this ev- every single day. Some people do it maybe less than once a week. Um, I actually designed um, a planner. I'm a massive fan of stationery, got to say. Love a planner, love a... <laughs> <laughs> love a diary. Um, so I designed a planner that I call the positivity planner and within that, um, every week there is a week overview and there are different sections that you can fill in. and one of the sections is three things I'm grateful for. and I really do find that I fill that in every single week when I'm planning the week ahead. and it just really, really helps me. Because there'll be times when I'm like, oh, I'm so tired, I've had such a difficult week, blah, 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 blah. And then I just think, okay, what am I grateful for? Um, And yeah, it it helps. I do find it really helps. And then uh, there's also a section in my planner for um, three brilliant things that happened that week. And that's really nice because I tend to do that to reflect on the previous week. And again, I might think, oh, I've had a really hard week. And then I think back and I go, no, there's got to be three things that happened that were really good and inevitably there are, I mean, you know, there's always going to be (laughs) at least least one good thing happens in a week, surely, um, even in a really tough week. So yeah, so I have that. That's my, um, my gratitude and positivity practice. Um, and yeah, I find it does really help me because like I say, I'm not alone in this. I think the human brain is wired to focus on the negative and, um, there's tons of research out there. um i did i do on my website actually on katelanguages.co.uk if you look on my blog i've got a few um, things in what i call my positivity toolkit. and within the positivity toolkit i do have a breathing um, a thing about breathing as well a breathing bingo actually which i think um, which i try to complete most weeks but not always successfully and then yeah i also have um, a blog post about gratitude, and um, there's some link. There are links there to research and um, things like that about how gra- uh, gratitude can really, really help you uh, with your mental health. So, yeah, they're the things that I have done, and just other things. You know, self care, which is not having a bath and lighting a candle, as a lot of people think. Um, it's there's so many elements to self care. For me, um, sometimes it's just i don't know just taking some time for myself um doing things that i enjoy doing i love reading so if i can just sit and read for half an hour it makes me very happy um like i say going for walks going swimming um you know just the kinds of things that make me feel refreshed and calm and happy um and i think that is absolutely vital as well taking time for yourself and as i think to go back to what I was like before my burnout, I there were things that I did. Like I say, I used to love running. Um, yeah, there were a few things that I did, but I think I didn't really understand how much you need time to yourself and um, how important it is to just have a break and to rest. It's not even necessarily about sleep, it's about resting, just switching your brain off and resting. Um, So yeah, if I could recommend anything to anybody, if you find yourself in a position where you're feeling close to burnout or unfortunately if you have got to the point where you've burnt out, that you need to allow your body to rest and you need to take care of yourself. And if that is having a bath and lighting a candle, then that's what you want to do that's absolutely fine I'm not saying like you're not allowed to do that as part of your self-care but it's not just about that there there is a lot more to self-care than than that another thing that is part of self-care for me is boundaries so I'm currently recording this on a Sunday afternoon but that's because I want to I do not work when I don't want to Admittedly, I'm now I'm really lucky that I now work for myself and I can kind of pick and choose to a certain extent. I mean, I have to work around a toddler now, so um, <laughs> I don't get a huge amount of choice about when I work. But having some autonomy over when you work and what you do and having that boundary to go, do you know what, it's a really nice afternoon and it's a Sunday and I'm just going to go outside and enjoy the sunshine with my family or friends or whoever. Or by myself, I go for a walk by myself in the sun, and um, those kind of boundaries are really, really important. Email boundaries, things like that—you know, not answering emails at the weekend if you don't want to, but not feeling guilty about it if you do want to. If you, if so, for me, I have to get my week planned ahead on a Sunday. It just clears my head, makes me feel like right. I know what I'm going to be doing now for this week. Uh, like I said, I have my planner, my positivity planner that I fill in Sundays, occasionally on a Monday um but yeah once i've got that filled in i it clears my head and it makes me feel better for the week ahead but i know not everybody is like that you know some people just don't don't need that and they're quite happy and just have right i'm gonna have a day off on sunday and i'm not gonna do anything at all so it's about your own you, you you can't copy someone else's self-care or boundaries you've got to think about your own and create your own um so yeah so that brings me to as I've been saying, you know, I think a lot of my working life now is about um, teacher wellbeing, and I've already talked to a little bit about my planner, my positivity planner. So I've um, designed these. There are, there are teacher planners available, and I, I don't use a teacher planner. I just use one where I have a week overview and then a notes page, um, and then that's it. But I've got other ones where you can. Well, I, I used to when I didn't have a toddler well, didn't have a baby, and I could plan my life if <laughs> I could schedule my life a lot better um, I used to have one where I had um well, I used to do it every single day um because I would also when I was allowed to go to other people's houses and tutor them in their houses I would you know be, I'd write in where where I'm teaching and when and work out you know how long I had to get there and things like that but now I don't have to do any of that because everything I do is online um so yeah so I have the positivity planner Um, which is part of my business and then I also run a teacher support community called staff room which is for teachers who just yeah just need just want and need an extra little bit of support and also um, not necessarily for teachers who feel like they are suffering from burnout or that they're getting close to suffering from burnout Um, but just if you're you know you're interested in well-being and mental health and uh, want to be part of a a lovely? Honestly, the people in the community are so lovely. Hi, if any of you are listening, hello. Uh, they're yeah, they're just a really really great group of people. Um, I'd say the majority of them at the moment are MFL teachers. I think that's because it's MFL teachers who know me, but it's not just for languages teachers. It's it's for anybody, anyone who works in a school. Um. So yeah, so I run that as well and. We have a Zoom chat once a month and we have a webinar once a month where we get we've had some amazing people come to talk to us actually all on Zoom um, about various aspects of, of well-being and I've got to say it really helps me as well. It's um, it's brilliant. It's, yeah, it's really useful. Uh, we've talked about grit and we've talked about general teacher well-being and self-care and things like that. So yeah, it's been, been fantastic. So far, and hopefully, the community is going to continue growing. Um, so, if you're interested in that, again, that's all on my website, katelanguages.co.uk. Click on staff room uh, to find out. so If you do want to join, you can get the first month for free, so you don't even need to pay. <laughs> you can find out what it's all about and then see if you like it and if you want to stick around uh, before you even need to shout out a single penny. So, okay, that is a Bit of a, a bit of background on my own situation, like I said, I felt a little bit nervous about talking about it, but you know, hopefully, it's I just want it to be helpful. I, I just want people to not go through what I went through if it can be possibly avoided because, genuinely, I would not recommend it to anybody. Um, I mean, I have to say. In hindsight, I'm much happier now doing what I'm doing, but I kind of wish I hadn't had to get to that point where I couldn't leave the house without having a panic attack uh, before I got to this point where I'm much happier and you know really enjoying my work and, and things like that. so yeah, I mean, you know I, I've made lemonade out of lemons, but yeah I I just feel like <clears throat> if you don't have to get to that point, um, it's probably better (laughs) to be able to recognize the signs of burnout um, and to understand the the kinds of things you can do to help yourself. So the things I talked about in my recovery, like the gratitude, uh, the meditation, breathing, things like that, are very much things you can do before you get to that point. If you're starting to feel yourself being stressed, these are tools that you can use um, to hopefully prevent yourself from getting to that point like I said that I got to um so yeah as always I'd love to hear from you um about you know how you're doing and what you think you know what you what you thought of this episode is it useful is this something you'd like to hear some more about um and you know as I'm saying if you want to involved with a really 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 lovely teacher support community then please do come and join us in the staff room um join yeah so you can sign up on my website and we have a facebook group and monthly zoom chats and webinars and things like that and yeah it's great i i really really enjoy it so that's become a really really important part of my job now my work now um or Buy a planner as well. Teach positivity planner. I've had some amazing feedback from people who have who are finding it really, really useful and really helpful. And again, that's all on my website and they're also on Etsy as well. So there we go. Um, but yeah, get in touch. I'm Kate Languages on all the social media or you can email me or you can head, head to my website, katelanguages.co.uk and fill in the contact the contact form and let me know what you think. And if you would like to leave me a review, that would be amazing. That would be really, really good. I'd love to know um, that people are listening and enjoying my content. That would be absolutely fabulous as well. Okay, thank you very much.